You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. Welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markstone. I'm the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, thank you for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. On this episode of the show, I'm joined by Amy Barnett. Uh, and while we both miss watching Saints uh, this past weekend due to the international break, um, some, of me, some of us maybe not, actually, because of, of just the way things have been going. Maybe it was a much needed break, but um, it's one weekend. We can get through one weekend uh, without Premier League football. Um, Amy, however, is currently out injured uh, playing for Southampton Women's Football Club, and so she is looking at uh, potentially six weeks of no football. Uh, we talk a little bit about what that's like for her, um, but more so than that, uh, we, we talk about her time at the club, uh, her 10 years there, uh, what the club has looked like from the time that she joined to the coming and going of Fran Alonzo uh, and the current kind of uh, successes of the club and what it's all like, uh, what it's like to be a part of that. We talk about her being a fan of, of Saints growing up uh, and all kinds of other stuff. Uh, you have the normal uh, Southampton Women's Football Club episode, Interruptions by the Dog uh, and, and other things. I don't know why it tends to happen, but you will hear some things there. So hopefully I did a good job of kind of cleaning it up, um, but you will hear the dog from time to time. Uh, I think there's even a break in the middle because I had to take him out uh, to use the restroom um, because he decided to get into the trash and eat foil and then didn't have any water. And then it was a mess. Yeah. So um, anyway, Amy was kind enough to put up with all that, um, take time out of her day uh, from doing all of the things that she had planned to to talk with me. Um, she was fantastic. So I hope that you enjoy it. Uh, once again, this is Amy Barnett. She is a defender for the Southampton Women's Football Club. Uh, and if you want to follow her on Twitter, it is at Amy underscore Barnett. The links are in the show notes. So go and check them out. Uh, give Southampton Women's Football Club a follow if you don't already. Um, it is a wonderful organization, uh, highly competitive, highly successful uh, team uh, with multiple levels now with from U16 uh, to the reserve side to uh, the senior squad. And so if you are interested in getting involved, uh, get in contact. But for now, here's my conversation with Amy Barnett. Uh, I hope that you enjoy it, and I'll talk to you on the other side. We'd like to welcome to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a defender for the Southampton Women's Football Club. She's on Twitter, at Amy underscore Barnett. Um, Amy, thank you for joining the podcast. Uh, welcome. And uh, I've we've been talking for now a, a couple of minutes beforehand, and we're, we're really, I'm enjoying this, so I hope you are as well. And I'm excited to talk to you about some stuff um, on, on the record and on the show. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for inviting me on the show. I've been really excited to uh, speak to you, actually. So, um, yeah, thank you very much. All right. All right. Um, 
And, and I know it's it's the middle of the day on Saturday for you, so I appreciate uh, you taking some time to to do this. I know you got a, a busy schedule despite uh, the unfortunate injury, uh, and we'll, we'll we'll get to that. Yeah, unfortunately, like you say, I've got an injury, but um, yeah, I've got got a few things planned today. Um, but it's been uh, like you say, lovely for you to have me on the show. So uh, yeah, great to make time for you. Oh, appreciate it. If if we could, let's just start with kind of uh, you know. Uh, you know, where you grew up and, and, you know, have you always been in the Southampton area? Obviously you, you're living in somewhere around Southampton now playing for the women's team, uh, and having life go on, but have you, have you always been in that area or did you move down there at some point? Um, yeah, I've always been in Southampton. Um, so I was born in Southampton, raised in Southampton, haven't moved anywhere else. Um, so I, I've always been here. I didn't go to uni or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, Southampton's always been my home hometown. And I mean, do you do you like that? Do you do you enjoy living there? I mean, what are some of the things that I guess you remember about about Southampton that you know maybe somebody who's only been there for university or only come there since university might not kind of pick up on? Um, so I mean, I, I've like I say I've always lived here, so um, obviously it does get a little bit boring at times. I'd imagine going out and about in Southampton, um, but like you say, it's it's quite nice because we live by the sea and things. So. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a nice place to live. There, there are worse places you could live. To be fair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, what do you what do you do when you when you live in Southampton and you have the night off and you can you can do this? Where 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 would you go out uh, in in the town? Would you do you make the trip to London or do you stay in Southampton or how does that work? So, I tend to stay. To be honest, um, where I live now, I I go out to Win- a place called Winchester, which is quite nice because there's uh, you know a few bars and sort of clubs to go in the evening. Um, so I go there. I don't really go to London, to be honest. We've got quite a few nice local areas that we can we can go to. So, yeah, it would either be Winchester that I go to or um, go out in Southampton town um, for, for an evening. Yeah. My, my one trip to Southampton was after uh, or was during the, the women's match against Wales, the, the England women's match. And so yeah. we literally we took the train in. We walked past the giant Ikea to rent a car. We drove to Stonehenge. We came back. I I may or may not have hit a curb because um, it's on the wrong side. Of the, or I was on the wrong. I mean, I wasn't on the wrong side of the road, but I was I was driving the opposite side of the road. And uh, and then we we went to the stadium, and then we walked from the stadium to the train station, and we're back to London. And so like that's that's what I've seen in Southampton. So uh, it's always kind of interesting to hear some of the other things that are that are going on there. But um, I, I guess when you, when you were growing up and and in the area, like obviously you play football now but was football important in your in your home as a as a kid oh absolutely football um was very important in our household I kind of didn't really have a choice I had to had to get into football um because it it took over our weekends because I have an older brother um and he played every Sunday uh so we used to go and watch him or then obviously when I started to get into football that's when um obviously it took over our weekends on Saturdays and Sundays um, but it was quite nice because as a family, it was something we all had in common. Uh, we're all quite a sporty family anyway. Um, I think my mum was quite disappointed that I didn't actually go into netball because uh, she played at quite a high level of netball when she was younger. So when I actually wanted to go into football, I think she had a little bit of slight disappointment there. Um, but like you say, she enjoys watching football anyway, and we all do um, as a family. So it was something like you say, nice to have in common and something we could all do together. Um, ignorant American question. Yep. What is netball? Oh, you didn't know what netball is. 
Um, oh, it's I, it's like hand. Is it handball in America? Possibly. So I have to I have to admit, like I've pretended to kind of know what it is, but I didn't bother to look it up uh, in the past on Twitter. So I might be outed at this point. Um, it's basically like basketball, but okay. you can't move with the ball um, and you can bounce it. Oh, I guess you can bounce it in basketball, but you can't you can't move with the ball. So basically. you can't dribble it. You have to like. No. Yeah. Okay. You can't dribble it. You just have to, you know um land and then place in, your pass but stay in the same position okay um yeah. well that sounds interesting and semi-weird <laughs> um but then so so there's also a sport it's called ultimate frisbee i don't know if you know what that is that that might be like a, a really american thing i think um i've heard of it because um, i haven't seen it because you play on like a football field an american football field and so you can run like all of this distance, but you can't run with the Frisbee. Like you get like one or two steps afterwards to like stop yourself. Um, yeah. But if the Frisbee hits the ground, then it's a turnover and the other team gets to go. Um, but you get these, these guys, like when I was in college university, um, you would get these, these hippie looking dudes that basically like, oh, were only in class under the influence of, of marijuana. Um, but then you would get them out <laughs> on the, on this, on the, on the ultimate Frisbee field. And they would be like amazing. They would, they could do all this stuff. And it's like, man, like, I don't know how you do that with a Frisbee. And it's crazy. Cause it, I don't know. They're, they're, they're nuts, but like, I don't know. Uh, I can imagine that being quite painful sport. If you, if you don't see that Frisbee coming and that hits you, I can imagine it being quite dangerous. Yeah. I, I've played it a couple of <laughs> times and I haven't ever really enjoyed playing it. Um, so I don't, I don't ever want to play it again, to be honest. Wow. I don't think I'll take it. I'd be useless. Hand-eye coordination, not not my sport. <laughs> oh, yeah. It sounds like netball wasn't a good was a good call then. Wow. Well, right? I mean, I, I probably <laughs> didn't get my netball skills from my mum. Let's put it that way. <laughs> right. um, so I mean, so did you, did you watch netball or play netball at all as as a, as a kid, or was it was it strictly football? Um, no, I did. I was like, say, I was quite sporty, so I did play netball um, at primary school when I was younger, and surprisingly, I wasn't too bad. Um, but like you say, it wasn't as good as my, my mum. But um, I did trampolining um, as well. I did a lot of trampoline competitions for five years. Um, and I just wanted, I was just one of those um, kids that just enjoyed every every sport, really. Um, I was a, quite a tomboy when I was younger. That's, I, that seems to be a pretty common kind of, kind of theme. Like uh, some of the other uh, teammates that I've talked to, have, like they started playing with boys originally, and it wasn't until they got to be yeah. – uh, fairly older that they were able to actually switch over to a, to a women's team. Was that similar to you or were you uh, always able to play on a, on a women's team when you were playing football? Yeah. Um, it was absolutely the same at primary school. Um, it was playing with the boys. And to be honest, I quite, I quite enjoyed it because the amount of stick I've had growing up playing football as a girl, especially in primary school and secondary school um, with boys saying girls can't play football. Um, it was always a sport I really wanted to get into to prove them wrong. Really, that's my sort of attitude. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that is similar to probably the other girls that you've spoken to. Is that we did have to play with the boys, um, but it's amazing now with you know England women's team highlighting football um, and getting more women into sport. It's it's brilliant. Um, now any girl growing up at a young age, they've definitely got more opportunities to play with the you know the same sex instead of having to to get abuse from the boys. Yeah, I do think it really, it is really uh, a good thing that the, the England women's team is able to, to do that and promote and, and encourage, uh, you know, women of all ages to, to be able to play football. And I think that uh, there's been a lot of work that's gone into that. And I hope that it continues to kind of benefit 
and, and give encouragement to to girls of all ages, I guess, all over, not just in England, but kind of all over the world. Yeah, absolutely. And like you say, if, if I had a choice of whether to grow up when I did or, or now, it would be now because the excellent opportunities the girls have in with football and in any sport now um, is it, just brilliant. And like you say, there's a lot of opportunities and options for them um, to get into, you know, professional level as well. Yeah. I mean, not exactly what we're going to talk about today, but uh, Women's World Cup is this summer, right? 2019 yeah. so coming. Um, English chances. What do you what do you think? I think we've got a good chance. I mean, like you say, I think it was the last time we came third. Um, so I think we've got a, a brilliant chance. Uh, the women's team has, has got a lot stronger, and especially with um, uh, Phil Neville taking yeah. taking over the team. I think that's had a massive impact. And like you say, it's nice to see the, the young girls coming up and um, stepping up. And yeah, I think we've got a great chance to, to potentially win it. Better than the men's team. Yeah. I mean, I know we came, I know. We did all right this this year, but um, like you say, uh, the women's team, the England women's team, seems to be a lot better than the men normally. Yeah, I I know that feeling because uh, <laughs> you know we have one team that won the World Cup and then one team that didn't qualify. Um, but we maybe we won't talk about all of the the differences that have gone on between our our, our federation is a disaster currently. Um, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so I mean, was was the fact that your brother? played football was that kind of what got you to start playing or or how did you kind of become interested in playing rather than just kind of going to your brother's matches and, and watching yeah I, I think that's pretty much how it happened um so every Sunday I was dragged along at that point um to watch my brother play football in whatever the weather was um and my dad used to kick a ball with me on the sideline um and like you say football was always on in the house and that they were my brother and dad were obsessed with football so I kind of got into it that way um and that's when I started at at primary school um like say playing with the boys and and then gradually um starting with a local team um and and then progressing with my football from there really with it being such a big deal um in in your house in terms of playing and stuff like that was there a team or are your is your family a Southampton supporting team I, I mean and and I asked that, and I'm also somewhat reluctant because if you say no and you live in the area, then there are only a few other teams that you could possibly support, and and then I would be upset. Yeah, that could be really awkward. Well, it's definitely not Pompey, so we don't have to all worry right. about that. Um, no, we're definitely all of us are massive Southampton fans. Um, we have been uh, always been uh, Saints fans. So my one of my first ever memories is walking to the old Dell on a Saturday, picking my brother up. He used to go with my cousin. Um, and then me and my mum used to walk to the old down, pick him up. And then when I was old enough, I then had a, a season ticket uh, as well. But then unfortunately, I had to start working weekends, so that um, had to had to end. Um, but yeah, it, it's nice to support your local team. Maybe not at the moment, but um, yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> I mean, uh, but yeah, it, it's brilliant. And like you say, one probably one of my one of my favourite memories of being a Saints fan uh, was the FA Cup semi final and final. They were they were brilliant. Yeah, yeah, it's uh even though the obviously the final we lost the final. Um it was uh I don't know, it was really nice to be able to 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 be around. I was in a bar when it happened and it was around a couple of other Saints fans that I that I didn't know before that. Um and now we all still kind of talk and it's kind of uh it's kind of cool. Like Yeah, the, the atmosphere that, was insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm never going to uh forget forget that day. Um and it, it, I still so this is stupid. It was like that was like episode nine of the show. Like was that was recorded wow. that night? Yeah, um, yeah, it, weird. 
that I know that and also probably awkward. Um, so, um, I don't know. So like when, I mean, I mean, you, you start playing, you, uh, your family, Southampton fans, but when you start playing, like, how do you go from playing where you were to, to being where you are now in terms of playing for the, for Southampton women's football club? Like what, 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 what was the progression there and how did you find the, the, the club? Um, so, uh, I, after primary school, I then obviously moved on to secondary school, um, and became the captain of the girls football, uh, football team there. And when I was about, uh, 13, I think it was at the time, um, there was some, uh, saints girls and ladies, which is the, the rival club to us, mm-hmm. my, my team now, um, they had some trials and I went along there, um, and got into the team. So that's where I, I kind of started playing, um, at the weekends. Um, I didn't, I stayed one season with saints girls and ladies, but I'm one of those players. I, I don't have an ego. I'm, I'm, you know, I liked at that time to play football for fun. And at the time, that particular team, unfortunately, it, it just wasn't the right setup for me. So I then joined a, a local team, uh, which for us here is uh, Hedge End. Okay. And I played there. Um, and you have to leave those sort of teams when you're 16 and go into women's football. And that's how I've then found Southampton, Southampton women's um, team. My brother's girlfriend at the time played and she invited me along to one of the training sessions. Um, and that's, that's when I joined Southampton women at the age of 16. All right. And, and you've been there ever since. Yeah, I've been there 10, 10 years. Um, so I I don't know if that makes me a veteran now. I'm, I'm not sure, but yeah, 10 years, scary, really. (laughs) Well, I think we have some questions about, about, uh, your time at the club and stuff like that. And, um, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to those. Um, uh, I'm, we mentioned at the top of the show that you are a defender. Um, I, I like defending and we've talked, I think we talked off the record about a, a couple of the reasons that maybe we, we enjoy it, but, um, have you always been a defender or did you play elsewhere on the, on the pitch uh, at any point previously? Um, well, when I, um, went for the saints, girls and ladies trials, I was actually, when I was at primary school and moved into secondary school, I was actually played up front, which if some of the girls heard on the team now that I've used to play up front, I think they'd be very surprised. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I, I, yeah, so that's where I started. Um, and then because the trials, there's so many girls there, they were all, as you can imagine, everyone wanted to be a striker. Everyone wanted to play in centre midfield. Um, and there wasn't many defenders. So I don't know how it happened, but I put myself in the defence group. Um, thought I'd have more of a chance there. And, that, and that's where it ended up. And that's where um, I've then not moved. I've always stayed in the, in the defensive line since that, since that um, trial. All right. All right. And, I mean, you enjoy it? You enjoy playing defence then? Oh, I love it. I, I couldn't play. I couldn't play in any other position. Um, it's just I, I'm not, and I'll be the first to admit, not the most skillful player at all. Um, but I just absolutely love defending. I don't think there's anything better as a defender than a last ditch slide tackle. It's just just such a buzz. Um, so um, that that is what I enjoy um, most from from defending. It's just like you say, I, I couldn't see myself playing anywhere anywhere else I, at all. I know. Yeah, I know. I I um. I enjoy it. And oftentimes people try to encourage like, Hey, go forward, go forward. And no, it's just not for me. Oh no, no. Like say halfway line is yeah. as far as I will go. Other than that, I feel like people think I need to be skillful and <laughs> that is not me. We, we have a couple of, uh, 
of dogs in our neighborhood and they have like the electric uh kind of shock collar that that and when they reach the end of their yard they won't move and sometimes that's what i that's what i feel like because i can run full speed and then like you hit the halfway line and it's like i will do everything i can in my power to stop and not cross that line like it's like i am i am i am scared to go on the other side which is not a great great thing to do especially if you get pushed out to left back and you're supposed to overlap and it just doesn't work do overlapping runs yeah Yeah. exactly like you say Get, it gets very nerve-wracking when you've got to get anywhere past that halfway line, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, um, I've started to gravitate when we start picking teams for when we like play scrimmages and stuff. Like, Find the winger who wants to like you know be as high up the pitch as possible so that I don't have to overlap. Like That's who I want on my team. I don't want the guy oh, absolutely. who tucks inside and wants me to overlap. I'm like, nah, like, that's, not, that's not it. Um, no, you- I just think as well, at the end of the day, you've got players that are best suited for those positions. Pass them the ball, nice simple pass from defence, <laughs> and then they can and then they can take on the players, and that's what they're good at. So I think you know, it's the best thing for the team. Just pass the ball. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, let them go. Be creative. You know, we'll exactly. We'll hold the canvas for you. Um, Absolutely, we'll yeah. hold the fort at the back. That's right. <laughs> Um, so you play you play central defense mostly then, and not not uh, either of the the fullback positions. I did um, a few seasons back play play right back, but as as I've mentioned, it, it became pretty noticeable that right back's <laughs> probably not my position. Um, I'm just I'm one of those players that will just get stuck in. So centre back's just perfect for me with regards to you know defending, clearing the ball with my head, that sort of thing. That's just what I do. Um, so yeah, centre back's just perfect, perfect for me, really. All right, all right. Well, I may message you with uh, questions because I've, I've I need I need to improve uh, massively. So um, you'll probably teach me. No, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> if you've ever, you, you, no, I can I can promise you. Uh, having watched some of your matches on on the highlights and stuff, you 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 know what you're doing. Um, <laughs> I, I just run around a lot, um, but. Um, what do, what do you do outside of football? What's what what do you do for a living? How do you like you know what is your di- what is your kind of week look like in terms of of when you're not training and especially now I guess since you're since you're injured? Yeah. Um. So for my day job, I work. I have a HR and recruitment background. Um. So that's what I do. Um. For a job. Um. My company's based in unfortunately Portsmouth. Yeah. So I do have to travel. I know. Horrible, horrible travel there. Um. Every every day. Um, and then outside of work, um, I spend a lot of time, to be honest, with my fiance, and my family and friends. Um, we all are all very close. And also, um, I look after my nan a lot because she's got Alzheimer's. Okay. Um, so I spend a lot when I'm not training. I spend a lot of time at the the care home with her um, because, again, like you say, we're a very close family. So um, yeah, I help out as much as I can really. And wedding planning, as well, <laughs> and fitting that in as well at the moment. Well, congratulations. Thank you very much. Are you excited or is it still too far away for you to be excited and nervous yet? Um, I'm very excited. Uh, I'm luckily not a bridezilla, so I'm not too stressed at the moment. But it just it does seem to be coming around very quickly. Um, but it, more excitement more than nerves. Good. Nice. Um, did you ever see that show, Bridezilla's? No, I haven't seen that. I, I watched Say Yes to the Dress. I don't know if you've heard of that. It's very big in America. Yeah, my, my daughter enjoys it very much. Um, oh, I love it. That's uh, sometimes she's like, well, she not, hasn't been as much recently, but um, in years past, she would want to watch it. And then I would say, sure. And then I would just fall asleep. Um, and it was great. <laughs> it was a great Sunday afternoon because I wake up and it'd be like three hours later and be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, we have homework and stuff. So uh, we don't do that anymore as much. But um, 
Yeah, yeah. But Bridezilla's was this show just about Bridezilla's, and it was crazy. And they filmed one of the episodes here uh, where I live. And when you, I don't know, like seeing, like kind of having an idea, like this town I live in has 130,000 people, but uh, it's still kind of small and we know a lot of people. Yeah. Guess who just came through the door, by the way? We were talking the about The dog. Please say it's the dog. It is the dog. Yes. It's the famous dog. I don't even know how he got in here. Um, it's because he knew you were talking to me and I've asked for him to attend. That would be the first time he's ever listened. So be... <laughs> I'm a dog whisperer, apparently. Oh, Jesus. Um, <laughs> but, but kind of like just seeing that the person that they chose um, to, to kind of do the show, it's just like, oh man, like you really had, did you have to dig for that or did they come find you? Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know. So I'm glad that you are not that way and don't watch the show because it's horrible. Um, oh yeah, absolutely not. No, definitely. I wouldn't, but not a diva, surprisingly. <laughs> um, so, I mean, with the job and having the travel to Portsmouth, what, how long does it take you to get there every day and back? Is, is it, is it like a half hour or so each way or, or what is that? What does that travel like to work? I'm, I'm now I'm curious just geographically. Yeah, I mean, with regards to where I've moved um, now, uh, it's probably about 20, 20 minutes away um, from Portsmouth. That's where, where I'm based. So it, it doesn't take too long in the morning, luckily. Uh, but, you know, it's just the thought of going into Portsmouth, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, what, about, what about match day? What does that, that look like? Do you have a, a routine or are you kind of just like a go with the flow kind of person? Or, or what does is, what is your match day kind of routine look like in terms of, uh, being getting ready for the game and uh, whether you're playing or you're going to be on the bench or I guess not now that you're injured because now it's we, we've talked earlier it's kind of just you know you're going to go but it's more of like you're going out to to watch a game versus being mentally prepared to play but what is what does your day look like when you're when you know you're going to play um, in the match but to be honest my match day routine starts on a Saturday um, and right. surprisingly I, like I still have I still have friends surprisingly because obviously I get invited out on a Saturday <laughs> night but for me I give up my drink through the season, so I don't drink on Saturday night. I'm, I'm in bed by half ten. Um, I watch match of the day if I can. If I don't fall asleep, if not, I'll watch it in the morning on the on the Sunday. Um, and then when I get up in the morning, the same routine. Um, I have my porridge, and then I have my pasta at eleven o'clock. Um, and then we get to the game about an hour and a half uh, before the game, where we just sort of um, chill with the girls and you know go through the tactics and. Um, do a really um, like long warm up and things to prepare ourselves. So, but it's the same every weekend. I'm, I'm like very predictable Saturdays and Sundays for me. <laughs> that is the most encouraging thing I've ever heard. Is that there are other people similar to me that will take things seriously, and and it's I think it's a sign that you guys. Um, I think it's a sign that that a lot of you are dedicated to the team because it seems like the more people I ask that are involved with the team, the more you are all kind of focused on the match and it's not, it's not a Sunday league, you know, where guys are going out and drinking beforehand and then showing up and putting in horrible challenges on each other. Um, it's, it's that you, you all seem to take it very seriously and you, uh, prepare for it. And it's, it's nice to hear. And I think it's been reflected in the results, um, and, and the success of the team over the past few seasons. Yeah, absolutely. Like I say, we're all very, um, committed, our team, all the girls are, we've all got the same vision, um, we all want to work hard on that on that Sunday and and make sure we get the win. Um, we've all got the same the same goal at the end of the day to to hopefully this year win the league. 
Um, so I know everyone outside of football is, is putting in what they can just to ensure that we get the, you know, get the results on the Sunday. Um, so, yeah, we're very lucky with our, our, the team we have. I hate this dog. I love the dog. I mean, I can't hear him. Is it a him or a her? It's a him. Him. I can't hear him, but I mean, I love him. All right. The, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, so we, we talked, you've been at the club for 10 years or so. Um, and when we talked about kind of how you got there, but, but the goal for the club for everybody there was, is when the league this season is, I mean, cause one of the questions I've had for, for, uh, people in the past was, you know, you went through two successive promotions. You progressed uh, pretty deep in the cup both seasons. Um, and then last year, like, I, I don't know how I would deal with like the disappointment of knowing that, you know, you only lost not even a handful of games, but it, you didn't get the promotion because only one team gets promoted. I mean, that disappointment, there's only kind of like a, a couple of, of reactions. Either you can kind of completely shut down and say, we got to go through this entire season again in hopes of being promoted. And, and can you get yourself up to do that? Or like you look at it and say like, well, next year's our turn and we're going to do it. And it sounds like ne- this is your year. And this is, this is kind of what everybody said last year when, when it, when it kind of ended the way it did. Um, now you're all kind of focused on, is that, is that, am I right in kind of drawing that out, drawing that conclusion from, from, from you and from the, the, the other girls that I've talked to? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, last season, um, it was bittersweet. I mean, I know that we, we came second and we narrowly missed promotion, but really that was our first first league, um, sorry, first time playing in that league. So we didn't know, you know, where we were going to come in that league, where we were going to be mid-league, where we were going to be near the bottom. We, you know, we, we knew we were a really good team, but you don't know who you're up against. It was all, all new. So to finish second in a, in a league like that was a fantastic, fantastic achievement. Um, and like I say, although it was disappointing, it really just gave us the drive for this season to know that we can do it. Um, and, you know, we beat all of those teams in that league um, last season. So there was no reason why this year couldn't be couldn't be our year. And I, I'm still really confident. And I know the other girls and the coaches are that we will get that promotion um, this year. And that's what we're all we're all aiming for. And I know that's what we're all, you know, putting the work in for. Is there anything in the club, anything that you can kind of point to and say, like, this is the reason that we've been able to 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 be as successful as we have been? Uh, is there is there something that kind of uh, sets you guys apart from some of the other teams? To, to be honest, we're as a team, um, we're very lucky with the coaches um, that we have. Uh, Simon puts in a lot of work behind the scenes, and I know that we all really appreciate it. And he's as dedicated as we are um, to, to the squad. Um, and like you say, we've got Dan as well as first team coach who's new. Um, he settled in really well. And I think, and like, again, with even going into the reserve management as well with Lee and Dave, everyone's so supportive of training and everyone puts in the time and the effort um, that I think that really helps us be the club that we are. And again, as mentioned before, we're really lucky with the, the girls that we have. Um, we're all a great bunch of girls. Everyone gets on really well. And I think that does make a massive difference you know, with how we play on a Sunday when you work as a team um, and you've got, you know, managers behind you that believe in you, I think it makes a massive difference. And like you say, we're just, I feel really lucky to be part of a club, you know, that, that's got that, got that sort of a view. Yeah. Um, can I have you hold on a second? I need to take the dog out. Absolutely. That's fine. 
because what one of the things he enjoys doing is peeing on the carpet when we don't do that. That's fine. Yeah, no worries. I'm back. Hey. Sorry. That's all right. Uh, it's only no joke. This is only it only happens when I'm talking to one of the members of the team. He doesn't as often like, make appearances. I feel like we've got a new mascot. I feel like this could be we have to send over a Southampton woman's shirt to you and we'll put it on the dog. I mean if you have to. If you I'm send not. me a scarf, I'll hang him from it or with it. Absolutely fine. I'm gonna to speak to Amanda and get that sorted. <laughs> <laughs> the secretary. I'll just I'll tie it nice and tight, big big bow. <laughs> It'd be great. Um, never mind that it's like, you know, 75 degrees most of the year here. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Poor dog. He's sweating. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah. All right. Um so okay, so I mean we've talked kind of about the team and uh about about you kind of getting there and, and, and the team goals and stuff for the season. But I mean, when you go into a season, you've been there now quite a while, do you set personal goals for yourself in terms of uh you know, just kind of things you want to to achieve that season in terms of like your personal career or as a defender, like personal stats. I mean, you don't you probably don't count the tackles you make, you know, throughout a match like the strikers and stuff. I'll I'll count their their, you know, their goals or their crosses or their or, you know, whatever it is. So so how does that work for you or do you not do that? Do you just focus on on keeping clean sheets and helping the defense out or what what is it that that uh, I guess you kind of set out to improve yourself? Yeah, I mean, like, um, I have a couple of goals, really, that I've set for, for the season. And they tend to be the same every season. Obviously, as a defender, it's keeping as many clean sheets as you can because that shows that, as a defence, you've done a, done a great job. Um, but also, especially, um, you know, as we're going up the leagues and back-to-back promotions, the competition for places now is um, really, you know, hard and, and difficult so another goal of mine would be to to get as many starting um places in the first team as, as many times as i can um so to be honest i'm not one of the most confident um players there is so i'm really grateful when i when i see my name on the starting lineup um it, it's a big achievement for me because like you say there's so many talented girls that i play with um and there's a lot of new young um defenders that have come in that have stepped up and and, and are amazing so it's for me um, keeping my place as much as I can, um, and like you say, working hard in training to ensure that I, I'm in that starting lineup on the Sunday. That's what my personal goal is. All right, all right. Um, you've been at the club for as long as you have. Do you do you foresee yourself staying there for the future? Is that is that kind of where you want to be, or do you do you do you see yourself moving on at some point and and uh, kind of going elsewhere? Um, I mean, I'm 20, 26 now, like I said, I've been at the club since I was 16 and, and I love the club. So I can honestly say I would never move to another club now. Um, I will see out football with Southampton women, um, because I've enjoyed it for all these years and I, I wouldn't want to be, um, playing for another to club. And I really want to see where Southampton women's goes. I think it can go. I mean, when Fran Alonso came into the club, what he said which we all laughed at at the time was I'm going to get this team to the women's super league. And we all at the time thought, well, he's, he's, you know, crazy, but you know, with those back-to-back promotions and playing in the national women's league now, we are, you know, going up the leagues and it, the, the dream is actually looking to become, you know, 
potentially, you know, believable and it could happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm happy here. Um, always have been. And I can't see myself going, going anywhere else at all. I mean, let, let, can, we, can we talk about Fran a, l- a little bit? Because, um, you know, when he comes in and having had kind of the pedigree that he had, he comes in and says that, when do you start to believe it? When do you start to realize, like, because I imagine that at some point, maybe you're there and, and everybody's kind of having, I don't want to say like a good time, like you're not enjoying it now, but like maybe the mentality is a little bit different. Um, but when do you, when did that change? And when did that become kind of a, a reality? And how did he get you guys to kind of buy into the idea that you're going to work this hard because we're going to do this? Well, I knew it was going to be brilliant when, you know, I was, when I was with Santa Woman, um, but this, this season Fran joined he came along to a training session. There was five of us there training. That's how, you know, low the numbers uh, were. And, you know, Fran took took the team. Um, and it, within that season, we were bottom of the league, I think, at that time. And I started believing when, you know, he was putting the time and effort into us. And, you know, I think it got to the point where we were actually winning, uh, shockingly, a couple of games. And I thought at the time, you know, God, he, he's really good. He knows it. He knows his stuff. <laughs> He, he knows what he's doing. And then obviously the, the main season, uh, the start of the new season, obviously with the, the stature that he had in the, in the game and, um, you know, he attracted quality players and he brought more publicity um, to, to the club. And that's when, you know, he, he used to come out with some crazy ideas. But then, like you say, when you see yourself winning games and having a 100% record um, and, you know, Learn, I learned a lot from him. Like, you know, the belief started to, to come into the players and we realised that, you know, it could be a really special club and we could go far. And I think, like you say, Simon's done a fantastic job as well, continuing that after Fran unfortunately had to leave. Um, but it, that, the, the club has changed since Fran, uh, Fran came in and I'm, you know, really grateful grateful to him for, for doing that and, and sticking with us at the time it was so difficult yeah i mean to go from a club that had five players training to a club that is you know uh, i know uh, some of the girls have, have come back from from america even and in other places all over the all, all over the world and from australia and everywhere else and to you know they people want to play there and people want to watch and people want to be a part of it and it's uh it, it's it's kind of cool to kind of see and, I, and obviously i i've only kind of been around for the past two years or so but yeah it's noticeable um even now to to see the the progression and and talk to to you who's who's been there uh and has been through kind of the rough times and to and to you know exchange emails with amanda and things like that about um you know just how how the mentality of the club is now and to talk to lee and all that stuff it's it's uh it's it's really it's really it's really great i think it's awesome that that it's it's going this well and um i was i was pretty upset at certain points last year uh with some of the things that happened uh, that were outside of your control obviously but uh you know you, you move on and you keep going and it's nice to see that you uh, as a collective unit have have been able to to progress through that and i think it's i think it's awesome so um yeah so th- thank you for for doing that i guess um yeah no problem <laughs> One of the questions I'd like to ask to the players is like at this level, because you all have lives, because you sacrifice Saturday nights and, you know, your Sundays and you train twice a week and you have all these, I was like, what is the hardest thing about playing at the level that you are playing where it is competitive and you have to do those things, but it's also not, 
you know, it's not a full-time thing. What is, what for you, what's the hardest thing about playing at this level? Well, obviously, like you say, it's a massive commitment. Um, and like you say, before you join the team, um, you've got to be aware that, like you say, it's training twice a week and, and um, the games on Sunday, it's the traveling as well. Because um, like you say, we travel around the South, but the journeys can be two hours or like you say, last season Plymouth can be three hours long. So it can take up your, your whole weekend. Um, so I'd say the hardest thing about playing at this level is, you know, the, the time it takes up. But I, I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't enjoy it. Um, and like you say, I, I enjoy it because it's a social as well. I, I get on really well with all the girls there. Um, so they, they make it easy, easy to, you know, to be able to be committed to, to training. And like you say, um, we're just very, very lucky as a team that we all get on so well and, um, you know, make it easy for one another, really. All right. Well, I mean, is there anything in there that we didn't cover? We have quite a few questions. I like to ask some of them. We may not get through all of them, but I have, we have quite a few questions from some from teammates, some from uh, some from fans. So we'll, we'll, we'll roll through them if that's okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's no problem. All right. All right. Um, kind of an embarrassing one, uh, but I, I know I know how this feels. It says, one, I know it must be really tough, but how do you possibly cope with getting nutmegged at least once a training session by Pinner? It, oh, ha ha. Who is that? If that's from Becky Harris or it could be from Pinner, honestly, I have not learned to not, I know it's going to sound really weird, but to close your legs <laughs> training. But, I know it doesn't sound great. But when Pinner's around, because she honestly, she nutmegs me every training session. And I just sometimes I don't even know it. She's just so good at it. I might get her to teach me, actually. But I think I make it a bit more um, obvious. She's very subtle. Very good. I have to applaud her for it. It's, it, it's a skill that she's mastered. And uh, it, it's brilliant. <laughs> but I'm the victim. Like if if you were going to take someone out in public and just have them nutmeg people in public just casually. Yeah, because I've seen videos of like uh, Kevin DeBrana being out in public and him and Kyle Walker just go out and they just they're doing this to people as they walk by and they they laugh. They did it when they were out here for the, the their summer trip one time. They were like down at the beach and just uh, pushing the ball through people's legs as they were walking on the pier and stuff like that. And it was hilarious. Would you take would you take Emma? Would, would Pinner be the one? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. If I had to choose someone, it'd be Pinner. Always. She's just so good at it. Honestly, I, it is amazing how she does it without me noticing. Or maybe it's just because I'm very ditzy and I don't <laughs> notice. That that could potentially be the other reason. Um, and that's why she picks on me. Well, I guess <laughs> as long as it doesn't happen during the games, then it doesn't matter, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, I try not to let that happen during the game. I mean, my my bill is it's 50p for a nutmeg. It's getting expensive um, training with Pinna. So, you know, I need to need to learn. I guess tell her to... Tell her to stay in her spot. Like, t- be on her side when you scrimmage, and tell her to yeah. stick to her stick to her position. So, yeah, so. I might ask Simon actually to constantly put me on her team and training, just so that I can you know save some money. <laughs> you have a wedding to pay for. Come on. Yeah, I have a wedding Come to pay on. for. I can't be affording paying for these nutmegs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, same, same, same sender. Anyway, I, I'm not supposed to tell you who, but um, it says, what are the what are the top three defending tips you would give um, a, a younger player? Like, what 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 were some what some insight after after being a defender for so many years? What what would you tell people who were coming up and playing defense that they should concentrate on? I guess. Um, I think probably um, it, it being aware. Um, it's very easy in in a game that you're dominating um, to maybe sometimes lose concentration. Uh, but as a defender, it's even when you don't have the ball, it's working hard off the ball, giving those options, giving those lines. 
um, and helping your teammates out um, still, even if we are, like you say, dominating the game. Um, so that's probably one of the tips that I would uh, give. Um, and also, as a defender, the communication is is key. Um, so working well with your with your peers and also your goalkeeper um, and getting that communication uh, right. And always be on your toes as well. That's what I would always say to be ready to make those runs and um, prepared for the, for the tackles. Yeah, yeah. And you mentioned earlier you enjoy the last ditch tackle. Um, oh yeah. It's it is an exhilarating. <laughs> thing um when we play sometimes and it's the kids are around uh they like nothing more than to see one of the teachers slide tackle another teacher like they think it's hilarious um oh, yeah and uh the only thing they enjoyed more was i had a girl who was in my class um she played like they played like a they didn't play like a flat back four they played like a sweeper stopper kind of thing i don't know if you do that at all if that's a thing in england or if that's just an american kind of adaptation of uh, of defense but um basically her job was just clean up the mess like that was it and i had run through i was in the opposition half which is part of the reason i don't do this anymore and dribbling dribbling and i thought i was going to score like i was in and she came through and <laughs> cleaned me out and i landed kind of on my head shoulder region it wasn't a foul it was totally clean uh, but the kids had a video of it and so she was in my class. I had to see her the next day. And so I have oh, this, nice. you know, this 16 year old girl who just completely destroyed me. And, um, it's one of those things that she still, I see her around town now she's graduated and she goes, she goes, I'm sorry. I go, you don't have to apologize. Like that was a great tackle. I just wish it would have been on somebody else like that. Absolutely. Yeah. And the fact that there's video evidence of it as well, you're just never going to get away from that. No. But I bet she feels like you said, I bet she feels great. Proud, oh, yeah. proud, one of our proud moments. I expect. And and she, it was one of those things that it became like, uh, it, there's, there's a pride thing there, right? Like, cause I'm like, I'm supposed to be like the, the teacher and there's this kind of weird, um, you know, they, they give me way too much credit as a teacher and she, but she didn't, she was kind of like a little bit of a disrespectful kid, but we get along. And so I think that actually made us slightly closer because I could go ask her now, like, Hey, you know, explain to me how you, how you decide when to do that. And she goes, well, like, yeah. I didn't want you to score. And and I was willing to foul you. And she, she got sent off quite a few times for, for us, for, but it was, she's great. So, um, she yeah. what she had to do at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. She's, yeah, she's, not, she she's, not, she's not afraid. So VJ, who's obviously a big fan, he pointed out that I tagged uh, the wrong, the wrong, uh, wrong. <laughs> wrong Barnett. Barnett. It, it, we talked about why that happened and I won't, I won't go and do it <laughs> just cause I don't want it on the record. Uh, but, but he says, here's a question. Uh, does she agree that defenders or defense and defenders are underrated? Uh, and he says, I'm asking as someone who played defense at school and had a poster of friend Benali, uh, playing with, on a broken arm on my bedroom wall as a kid. So, uh, there's really only one right answer, but do you feel like def- defense and defenders get, uh, kind of overlooked and are underrated in terms of, of kind of like, I don't want to say publicity, but in terms of publicity and things like that? Um, yeah, I mean, I do, I do agree with VJ of regards to, to that. I think, um, spectators of football and, you know, fans of football, everyone wants to watch you know players score goals and watch their skill and 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 that tends to be like say from midfield and strikers so I do feel like the defenders get overlooked and if if, if you ask a child who their sporting heroes are they're, they're saying players like Hazard, Ronaldo, Messi they're not saying you know your centre-backs or any like a, a right back or a left back or anything like that so 
I, I do feel, you know, defence do get overlooked. And, and if you watch highlights, you don't see defenders clearance. You see the goals and, you know, the skillful parts. So, yeah, I have to I have to agree with um, with VJ uh, there that the defence do do get over overlooked um, as a position in general. Um, that's what I that's what I think. You're talking to somebody's favorite player is James Milner. Um, and n- because I just think he does all of the, the things that kind of go like under the radar, he just does everything yeah. well, you know? And it was, and I, when I tell people like, they're like, who do you like to watch? I'm like, James Milner. And they're like, you're weird. Uh, yeah. I, and I know he's not the stereotypical player that you'd pick. Right. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I mean, I really, I wish I had a really good reason for, re- I just like, I like the guy who just does his job, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you say, he does the job, play things simple, and just gets on with gets on with the job really in hand instead of you know taking on loads of players. So yeah, I, I'm a bit like that. Just play it simple, you know. Yeah. Keep it keep it very simple. <laughs> there was a there was one tackle he made against PSG on Neymar a couple of weeks ago, um, and I was like, oh, that's a little bit. Uh, that was a very veteran, also very like you know, you're not going to try these, these tricks and things on me. Like, I'll just, I'll send a message right now. And I was like, I love that. Like, that's so good. Yeah. You don't have Make to be flashy. Clear. <laughs> but anyway, question here for B-Dog uh, says, how is she <laughs> dealing with not being able to play at the moment due to injury? I'm finding it incredibly frustrating. Um, so I've been actually very lucky in the past 10 years. I've not ever had a serious injury um, I've had concussion and, and been out for a week and and things like that. But obviously, um, again, we've got we're lucky as a club to have physios, um, and they've told me it's a meniscus injury, which is mm. cartilage damage um, to my in my knee. Uh, so I'll be out for a maximum of six weeks. But that to me is just torture. I, it, it, it's I'm obviously going along to supporting the girls on the Sundays that they're playing. Um, but I, I am finding it really difficult and, and the, the struggle is obviously, as I mentioned earlier in the, in the podcast, is that the competition is high for places um, this season. So I feel like I've worked really hard to get to where I have. And then now I'm back to the start, starting blocks again and having to work my way up and you know improve myself again once I can get fit. Um, so, yeah, it, it's a hard time at the moment, I have to admit. Yeah, I, I, I'm sorry. Like. I know that that last year um, you you picked up players player of the season. Um, yeah. You've been improving, like, and it's got to be frustrating to to be to not be able to play, to not be able to improve, to not be able to to do that, and then also like to have that thought in your head, like I have to, you know, I have to strengthen that uh, that that area of my body and work to do that. And um, but it sounds like like it. Uh, it sounds like you are the type of person that's going to be able to do that though. Like you're not one of these people who's going to go out and stay out till, till two or 3 AM on a Saturday and, and just show up to the game and be able to, to do that. You're, you're if you were that person, like this would be the kind of thing that could, that could be detrimental to you. But um, with the kind of work ethic and stuff that you've displayed over the past uh, couple of seasons and even just what you've said to me over the past hour or so, like it, it sounds like you're on the right track. So, uh, I hope you I hope you heal up soon because it's uh thank it's you no fun. thanks very much like you say um I've got the physio emailing me my my um exercise and I think like you say my fiance is getting really annoyed with me because I keep saying you know you should be feeling better now and it's like you just need to be patient but yeah. you know it's hard when you want to get up and play and you know you've got 
six weeks potentially ahead of you where, where you can't. So yeah. fingers crossed. So I have to say, like, are you wearing the, the pink boots around the house then? Or oh, are they just... Oh. Do you know how heartbreaking it is to buy those boots? I, I didn't even need a new pair of boots, Matt, to be honest, but <laughs> I could not not buy them because they're like little unicorns on your feet. They're just so pretty and pink and very me, as if you hadn't told, can't tell already, I'm very girly. Um, so, yeah, with regards to those boots, I'm going to just have to wear them around the house at the moment. They've not been worn yet. Um, and like you say, it's typical. I buy them and then I, I'd get injured. But they'll be making a fresh, fresh appearance when I when I come back in November, <laughs> potentially. So I have to say, like, those boots, the first time I ever saw them or even whatever, was it was your t- one of your tweets when you said, <laughs> I ha- you know, like, these magically fell in my basket. You know, like, I, yeah. I, I think it was like, I think there was like 10 minutes or so between like, I think I should like, I can't believe these are out. And then like, Oh, they magically fell in my basket. Like boom, done. Um, but now I see them everywhere. Like I, oh, I've no. noticed uh, a couple of the wolves players uh, were wearing them. Uh, I noticed cause I was digging through their Twitter feed, trying to find a, an image for uh, something to, to do for, for a match day thing. And uh, a lot of their players had them on um, and I've seen them around everywhere. So I, you're, you're a trendsetter. That's what I'm going to say. They're yeah. just, well, I, I know that that's the thing. And, and to be honest, I wouldn't really want to do it, but they match so well with the Man United's away kit. I couldn't do it because obviously I'm a Saints fan, but right. they, that would, the color coordination there would be just perfect. I mean, anything's better than the Chelsea kit that they wore when they were at Southampton a couple of Absolutely weeks ago. Hideous. That was Absolutely hideous. <laughs> those socks are outrageous. Um, Awful. And as a, as a father of somebody who wears a lot of neon green, like my son loves neon green. Um, I, even that was too much like the, the, I don't know. I don't even know what color that is, whatever you call it, but it's not no. a natural color and it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be around. Absolutely agree with you. hundred percent. Another question here from, from Tash. Uh, she says, not a question, but a shout out to your amazing and dedicated parents. Uh, so <laughs> she wants to do that. And she also wants to know, um, we talked about your match day routine, but what's your highlight of all of your, your years playing at the club? Like, do you have a, uh, whether, whether it's a personal highlight or a team highlight or what's, what's one of the moments that stands out? Yeah. I mean, I've got a, a couple, um, I mean, playing for the club for years in the Southern region women's league, um, and then actually jumping up to the national women's league, which is, you know, one of the highest four tiers in the country. Mm-hmm. That was a massive, massive achievement for me. And, uh, you know, I'm glad I've got to experience playing in that league and hopefully go higher. Um, with Southampton Women's, but that's been a great experience playing at that level, you know, getting the opportunity to play, you know, lots of different teams at great facilities and, and things like that. So I'd say that's a, a massive highlight for me. Um, and, and from a personal level, I think, you know, in the last 10 years I've been at the club, I, I've, I've been, again, fortunate enough to win Players Player six six times. Wow. Um, I've, yeah, and I, I'm really, like say, honoured to to be you know selected as for players player because for me that's the most important most important one there is to you know yeah that you the players and the teammates think highly of you um so yeah that that is a massive massive achievement for me for you know the last 10 years at the club awesome awesome um elliot james hunt asks um one will you ever score a goal and i think i can answer that and say <laughs> unless you start you know, doing the crossbar challenge from the halfway line or maybe the outside of the center circle. Maybe we can, we can dip just a, a bit inside there. Um, maybe. 
Um, he also asked who your favorite coach is, and I don't think we need to answer that, uh, given oh. you're too nice. Um, yes, too nice. And uh, that third thing he asked is is the most hated thing to do in training. But do you have you have you seriously never scored? Like I'm I'm genuinely asking now. Like uh, wow. It, it, it's a sore subject, Matt. I mean, I, okay. I, no, 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 it's not really. I, I just take, <laughs> I just take the mick out of myself, to be honest. Um, I've scored once. Um, no, no, no. I, I do score in friendlies. Um, so, but they don't count, obviously. Um, so I've scored one goal in my whole ten-year career. Um, it was a great goal. Um, but I'm probably known more for scoring maybe own goals. Um, <laughs> and like you say, uh, when we do tactics. Simon doesn't put me up for corners and I completely agree with him. I don't blame him. Um, you know, they've got Kelly Warren and, and Tash to, to score with their head as centre backs and, and right backs up there. Um, but that would be lovely. A, a goal at some point would be great. But like you say, unless it's a halfway, half, you know, halfway line worldy, I can't really see it happening. You and I have more in common than, yeah. <laughs> than we I think, realize. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. Um, what's the thing you dislike doing the most in training? Um, there's nothing really um, that I don't dislike, um, to be honest. It, it's all, you know, um, Simon and all the rest of the coaches uh, vary up as much as much as they can with the numbers that they have on at the training session. So there's nothing that I dread in a training session, I have to say. And, and that is honest. That is my honest um, opinion. There's nothing I think, oh, God, don't want to do that again. Um, so yeah, uh, it might be just me as a person, but I'm yeah. quite happy with, you know, how everything is. So thanks for that, Elliot, for trying to catch me out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, we can, we can spam his Twitter with something else, uh, later yeah. on if, we, if we want to do yeah, that. Yeah. Let's um, do that. Let's do we'll, that. We'll say, say, I can't believe you said this about, uh, you know, Portsmouth football club and we'll use the hashtag and then we'll, we'll just let him go. Oh, absolutely. It. Yeah, absolutely. He um, winds me up all the time. So if we could, that'd be great. <laughs> Um, Robbie, who is at Saints in France asks, uh, how did Fran leaving the club affect the team and morale? Like, was there a kind of a a letdown at that point or because of who was, who came in and and the momentum you guys had, like, did, was it, were you able just to kind of pick up and move on or how did that, how did that kind of work? Yeah. I mean, obviously it was a shock at the time that Fran, um, said to us and obviously he's a fantastic coach. So, uh, firstly it was disappointment that we all felt not in Fran just the fact that he was leaving and and his reasons for leaving were completely understandable um so yeah it was really difficult and him as a coach he was brilliant I know for a fact he brought out my confidence and he really helped me a lot um with how I play now and I've taken that forward um but again you know Simon's taken on the team um and, and he's done a brilliant job and you know he he puts really hard lots of hard work and dedication into it and it, it proves in the results, you know, we're, we're still winning and we're still, you know, going as far as we can. Um, so, yeah, Fran leaving was, was horrible. Um, but he still, still keeps in, I still keep in contact with him um, as well. And, and uh, he's still doing really well. So, yeah, it, it, hard, but we're, we're doing well as a club still. All right. One more. One more. Uh, so we talked about how long you've been at the club, um, which is one of the questions that I think it's Tia. Is it Hopper? Hooper? Oh yeah, she's my favorite. She's lovely. Is she one of the? Uh, she's younger, right? Yeah, so she's just come up from the from the under sixteens. Um, but 
I feel like I've taken her under my wing. Uh, when I, because I think back, oh, when I was 16, joined is scary when you you step up and it, it, you know, it's all older players. Yeah. Um. So I'd like to think I've taken her under my wing, but I get I get on really well with her. She's she's lovely and, and like you say, a fantastic fantastic footballer. Um. Like you say, it's nice to see the under 16 stepping up and you know she's been playing with some of the first team games and she doesn't look out of place at all. She's you know taking on players. She's tiny, so she's rolling players left, right and centre and, you know, making it look easy. So, yeah, she's going to be fantastic. And, you know, as the years go on, she's brilliant. All right. Well, she asks, um, she says, what, what was your, what's your best career moment? What's something that, you, that, that sticks out in your personal career? My personal career? Oh. Um, again, as mentioned, like you say, winning players, players, a massive achievement for me. But, I mean... I enjoy all of the games, even like say just keeping the clean sheets and and I I my best career moments when I know I've you know hopefully played a great game and maybe got player of the match or something like that. Um, any of those sort of games are you know career highlights highlights for me. So I don't have one specific one specific one, um, but obviously winning the leagues as well um, helps as as well. Amy, I just want to say thank you for for doing this. I know uh, I've taken up a good portion of your afternoon, and I know you have stuff to do. And uh, between wedding plans and and rehab and and spending time with your family, I, I appreciate it. No, you're welcome. And if you don't mind, I just want to say a couple of thank yous, um, yeah, if possible. Obviously, first of all, thank you for you for having me on the show, um, but also to my sponsor, uh, Doswell Projects, because they they've put money behind me this season to to be able to play. Um, and I really appreciate it because it can be, you know, quite an expense, um, especially when you've moved out and you've got a wedding to pay for. So uh, people like that, local companies that can support me, I'm really appreciative of their, their support. Um, and also, like you say, all the all the fans and like VJ um, and people like that who support us on Twitter and Robbie, uh, we, we do really appreciate it. Um, and yourself for, you know, making Southampton Women's Club as public as it, you know, it can be really. So thank you very much. No, no, they, thank you. I've, I, I haven't done hardly anything. So this is, this has been great for, uh, for me. It's, 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 it's a pleasure to be able to talk to, to you and the rest of the members of the team and all that stuff. All right. Well, have a good day. Yeah, you too. Bye, Matt. Bye. that does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope that you enjoy it. Special thanks this week goes out to my guest, Amy Barnett. You can follow her on Twitter at Amy underscore Barnett. She's on Instagram as well. Uh, The links to that are in the show notes. You should also follow the Southampton Women's Football Club. They are on Instagram and Twitter at S-O-T-O-N Women's F-C. The links to the website, the schedule, the email for the club secretary. If you are interested in either taking part in the team or possibly sponsoring the team, uh, all those links are there. So get in contact with them. Uh, Don't hesitate. Um, Amy, thank you once again for taking time away from your family and your wedding plans and your rehab and everything else to uh, talk to me. Uh, I know it can be nerve wracking sometimes, but I really do appreciate it. And like I said before, uh, you did a great job, even if I didn't. So anyway, and I do have to say that although the dog upsets me from time to time, uh, I would never actually harm it. So at some point in there, I said I might do something with the scarf. Um, frustration in the moment. It will never actually happen. So please uh, don't think that I am being cruel to the dog. Um, no, it's not, not true. 
awkward, but uh, we're moving on. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter or Instagram. We're at SFC, D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash SFC Delivery. There's no underscore in the Facebook address. There are plenty of ways to listen to the show if you haven't subscribed already. You can do so on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever else you listen. Our partner for this show is the Southampton page. You can follow them on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for all of your Southampton news and needs. The logo is done by Matt Beeling of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram. And all music for this show comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Box Hat Games. The end of show credits that you're listening to now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. That does it for this episode of the show. I wish Amy and the rest of the Southampton Women's Football Club the best of luck as they move and progress through their season. And I will talk to everyone next week. Uh, but until then, remember that together, we march on. <laughs>